Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Jason Pierre-Paul wasn't lost. Turns out he knows his way to one buck place. But more importantly, he doesn't need directions to the quarterback after missing 10 Voluntary practices, JPP was at the Bucks mandatory minicamp. You'll hear from him as to why he stayed away and, frankly, why it really doesn't matter. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Rays, they used a parade of pitchers and a home run from Wilson Ramos to win again over Toronto, this time 4-1. to one. But can they get by at this point now with really just two starting pitchers? All that and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Before we get started on the podcast, I want to tell you about a special offer from Audible.com. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial. That's a $15 value. And as a listener to this podcast, you also get a free audiobook. Here's what you do. Just go to audibletrial.com slash sportsday. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com slash sportsday for your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. Okay, so Steve, I was at uh, One Buck Place for the mandatory mini camp, uh, which started Tuesday. It'll go through Thursday afternoon, and um, had a chance to talk to Jason Pierre-Paul, who actually did show up, and it was good to see him. Looks like he's in a good semblance of shape. There's there's been a lot of angst, I think, maybe outside of One Buck Place. I know that the the Buccaneers were not thrilled that he did not participate in any of the OTAs, the organized team team activities. They've had ten of these. Um, and they're important because it's all about installation. It's it's installing Mike Smith's defense. It's you know getting used to a lot of teammates, particularly on the defensive line. A um, lot of new faces, whether it's you know Bo Allen or Vinnie Curry, um, you know, and of course in, in JPP's case, he's played with with none of these guys, including Gerald McCoy and Noah Spence and William Golson. So everybody is new to him, um, and yet um, you know even though. He's a player who has a $250,000 workout bonus, and that was on the contract that the Bucks inherited from the Giants. That's sort of a tell because if you put that kind of money in a workout bonus, it means that he's not prone to work out, at least at the facility. And sure enough, JPP must have enough money to where he walked away from a quarter of a million dollars to not show up. But we had a chance to talk to him about that decision, and as you know, uh, he's spent all his career, his entire career with the Giants, had a home in New Jersey, uh, also had a home in Florida. Of course, he played at the University of South Florida. So this was an opportunity for him to come home in a way. But there was a lot of logistics and a lot of things he felt like he needed to take care of. Um, and so between, between his reasoning and also just exactly what he thinks he's missed or what he thinks he can catch up on, um, interesting conversation with JPP with all the beat writers, and here's what he had to say. All season been hectic, man. A lot of moving around, uh, you know, getting situated, but I'm here now. You weren't with the team with the OTAs, or what was kind of the reason behind that? Uh, a lot of moving around, mm-hmm. you know, bringing my stuff from Jersey, make sure my son's situated. Uh, that's basically it, you know. What's your impression so far with the, with this team that you're now a new part of? Uh, I don't know, man. 
You know, I'm, I, today's my first day. I'm just getting here. Uh, you know, I'm ready to work, really, and, and see what what guys have in store. You know, uh, what I'm working with, and, and, and ready to get make myself better. It's a new defense, Jason. I mean, how much install do you have to learn? How much have you missed? Do you feel like you're really about to I'm a, behind? I'm a pro, man. So you know, I, I'm gonna get it right. So there's nothing. I'm a pro. You know, I, that's how I go about it. And you know, I'm already catching on to a lot of things. You know, it's just different word terminology. That's basically it. Obviously, you bring the sacks, but aside from that, what are you going to bring to this team? Uh, effort, man. You know, I think it starts by effort and uh, you know determination. You know, every guy has to be determined to win. You know, think of, of winning and and putting in the work. I think we put in the work, we'll be fine. What does it mean to you to be back in Tampa playing? It means a lot. Uh, you know, it means a lot. Uh, been nine years. Uh, you know, I know everybody's excited. I'm excited. You know, my family's excited, closer to home. So I'm, I'm really pumped, man. I, th- I think this is going to be one of my best years. Uh, from what I understood, Vinny told me that you text message and things like that. How yeah, I, I text a lot. Of, I text a lot of guys. Uh, told them the reason why I was going to be out, and they understand. Uh, text the coaches, you know, the head coach and all the coaches, and let them know. And, you know, the guys understand. So we have that chemistry already with those guys that I text. So. Does it feel surreal that you're, like, you played at USF and it's many years later and you're actually back here? It man? feels like a dream, you know what I mean? To be honest, it, feel like, it feels like a dream. I'm still dreaming. Uh, you know, uh, being in red, you know, it's, it's, a big, it's a big change in my career. You know, the nine years, with the, well, eight years with the Giants, and now I'm here from year nine. So it's a big change, but I'm, I'm ready and I'm, 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 I'm up for it. I'm up for the change, and I know I'm going to bring my best game and so are the guys too. What do you want to accomplish over these these three days? It's obviously non-contact, but what do you need to get out of these days? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of running to the ball, uh, you know, get some terminology down, which I'm, I'm pretty much – I've been in, we've been in meetings and – and I understand it a lot, just different wording, like I said. Uh, that's basically it. And then come back and get ready for training camp. Gerald's been the leader here on that defensive mm-hmm. line for many years. Mm-hmm. Can you also be a leader like that, or do you have to take a step back and know that that's his That's a tough line? question right there, man. <laughs> no, nah, but honestly, uh, Gerald's been the guy here, man, and, and I'm all for it and falling behind him. And, you know, we're going to do it together, man. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy, I don't really speak much. Uh, no, I... You know, everybody see my effort and stuff do my from my play of my football game and I'm not a I'm not a vocal leader, man. You know, that's something I've never been in, you know, you just see it in my game and my effort. Okay, can you make up what maybe you missed in OTAs over these next three days? Can you make up? Uh of course. You know? Uh like I say, man, I'm a pro. You know, even though I wasn't here, I was home studying and make sure I know the calls, uh, you know, the installs. And that's just something you do, you know, keep in work, you know, keep working out. You know, every day I woke up at 6 a.m., went to the gym, got out of there at 8 a.m., you know. So just stuff I've been doing and I've been keeping up. So it's not, it's not like I say, it was a situation I had to, you know, take care of it. I took care of it, and now I'm here, and, you know, I'm going to Hartford for the three days. What's yeah. it going to be when like? You, to, I'm sorry. When you look over that stadium, what, what, what feelings do you have? And Where is it? Oh, right here. <laughs> <laughs> the big thing over there. Uh, man, I remember playing there, man. Uh, you know, I was still raw, that's what you called it. You know, I was still raw, and uh, you know, playing there, the the, the so much fans that we had for you know USF, the fans that came out and and showed support, uh, just playing there was crazy. You know, for a stadium to be that open, 
how loud it gets. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for it, I'm, and I'm waiting for that this year. I know that they're going to bring it. Uh, but, yeah, that's what most of I remember. You talk about your journey. You know, you, you were with Levante in junior college. Mm -hmm. I mean, what does that mean to have him now here with you guys and and uh, just thinking back about where you both, you know, got to this point through your careers back in It means a lot, man. It just means the work that he put in. You know, uh, you know, you know, I don't think people know how hard it is to stay in the NFL. You know, you got guys that come in, do one year, and, and never play again. You know, the average, you know, is three years. You know, uh, and for him to be doing it this long, and I've been, me do it eight years, that's a long time. And uh, I already can see we got the chemistry because we was out there, you know, we was going over the plays in the indoor, and, and you know, coach said something, and I looked over to him. I said, like, hey, I'm going to do this. You know, do I got to let you know? And he was like, nah, I already know. So. We have that chemistry already, so to see him and to be one of the players I played with, you know, I'm, I'm actually excited to see. What are your expectations? Sorry. Uh, what are your expectations for this team? Obviously, there was a lot of talk about playoffs with this group last mm -hmm. year. Now they're coming in well under the radar. The expectations, man, for every team is to win a Super Bowl, right? That's the that's the expectations for for basically every team. Every year you come in, you think you're going to do it, you know. Uh, but in reality, is no, uh, it's not like that, you know. Like I said, it starts with hard work. Uh, dedication, uh, you know, communication. Um, that's basically it, man. And, and being determined, you know, it's not just saying it, it's you actually doing it. Like if something like, you know, coming in, you know, coach was just talk about uh, respecting everything, how you should respect, you know, they had a, a team meeting showing respect, whatever. You know, just listening in and like I've been, the, I've been on the Giants and I've been here. You're right. Mm -hmm. So just listening in, like I could just see like the guys are interacting in and, and you know they're ready to go. You wouldn't be in this league if you didn't love rising up to meet challenges. I mean, so if, if you hear someone say, well, he ha JPP hasn't quite been what he was since the uh -huh. accident, uh -huh. is that grist for your mill? Do you love that? I think it's BS. <laughs> 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 but nah, no, it, that doesn't challenge me, man. I think I you know my obstacle in life I overcame. You know, everybody have their own obstacles. You know? Mine was my injury. You know what I mean? I overcome that so nobody could say anything to make, like, to put me down. You know, as I see myself, I'm only going up, you know. So them saying I'm not the same or whatever, just wait and see, man. You know, every year is a different year, man, you know. So You mentioned you've been in the league for eight or nine years mm -hmm. now, but you're still playing a lot of snaps. How much pride do you take? Oh, yeah, man. I play, I, last year, I think I played every snap. Oh, you know? mm -hmm. I think I played. Yeah. You know, that's, there's a lot right there, man. That, that just tells you, man, like, no matter how, how tough the game is going or if you win, I want to be out there. Uh, you know, but most of the defense was on the field a lot, of, a lot of times last year, you know, with the Giants. So This change, team has Change can be energizing. Is this energizing for you at this point in your career? I, You know what? You know, uh, change is, is very good, man. Change is very good. I'm Like I said, I'm accepting the change. It's a big change. But at the end of the day, I still got to work. Like, y'all got to work, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... This Gotta team, work. This team hasn't had a double-digit sack guy since Simeon Rice in, in 06. Mm -hmm. Is that something that's Well, we just got to change that, man. Yeah. You know, that's why you you know, the new, new team, new everything. So we got to change that, you know. So, no. And I love sacks, too. So Okay, here's the thing. Um, I think everything he said, you know, sort of makes sense. I mean, he did have a move to make. But let's be honest, you know, he was traded in March. And so we're sitting here in the middle of June. Hard to fathom that uh, he couldn't have got all of that or most of that done within a few weeks. But having said all that, you know, he, he missed an opportunity to spend more time with his teammates, which, you know, certainly that, that, that synergy and um, camaraderie and everything is important that you will build. 
He's right, though, when you really break it down, when he says, look, I mean, I got, you know, I'm eight years deep into this league. He's 29 years old. I think he knows how to get ready for a season. And, you know, at this point, his routine is, you know, to get up, work out in the morning, get his body in shape. It's not unusual for veteran players to take this path. And um, even though he was one of really, I think he might have been the only one, for the most part, who, who didn't appear in any OTAs during the offseason as far as veteran players go. I mean, Brent Grimes missed a bunch. Deshaun Jackson does sort of his thing, although he was in camp more this year than he had been in the past. But, I, I mean, I just think when you're this far in, it's a grind. And if you're going to go out there for two hours a day, even for 10 practices, it doesn't sound like a lot. But this is not where he's at in his career. And, you know, he's a defensive end. And uh, we'll hear from Dirk Cutter in just a minute talking about that. But the reality is that, you know, you're not talking about a quarterback, as Dirk says uh, in this uh, soundbite coming up. But it, it's it's one of those positions where once you get the terminology down, as he talked about, I think you're okay. I mean, there's only so many ways you can play out there, right? You're going you're gonna to get upfield. You're going to rush the passer. you got to play the run. Um, you've certainly got to know the line calls, and if there's stunts or games on, you got to understand that, and you might have you know certain defenses where you're in a zone blitz. Maybe you go out and cover the flat or something like that. But it's 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 not there's not a lot of intricacies or nuance to playing defensive end, and especially since JPP is a guy that played over a thousand snaps just a year ago, um, which is incredible when you think of of the amount of snaps that the Giants put their defense on the field. He played all of them virtually all of them, and, uh, you know, so he can play the run and the pass. So this is a complete player. Um, I'll say this, and, and having seen him, uh, and it's been a while, I mean, we had the press conference back in March, but when you stand there and you realize this is a large man, this guy is six foot five. he's listed at around 275 pounds, I think he might be a little heavier than that at this point, really long arms. I mean, he looks and has been um, that – prototypical, um, you know, sort of all-pro body type um, defensive end. I mean, he's a legit guy with numbers to back him. Eight and a half sacks last year. I think the Bucks would take that even if that's all he could duplicate. Um, and, and we know that, as he talked about, the, the hardest thing he's had to overcome, and he feels like he has overcome it, is, you know, from that fireworks injury um, in 2015 on July 4th where he lost – um, you know, most of his most of his hand, his right hand, and has come back and been able to play. Um, so not the player maybe he was earlier in his career. Uh, I think one year he had like 17 and a half sacks, but um, he is a guy that's still very, very effective. And, you know, when you, when you think about the collection of guys they've had over the years at, at One Buck Place, you know, trying to come in here and play, even Robert Ayers, you know, at the time, you thought, well, maybe he's still got something in the tank, and he really didn't. Um, you know, JPP, I, I think, is is still a legit uh, player in this league, and he's motivated. I think, you know, you heard the excitement in his voice there. Um, change can be good, and he is coming home, and it does feel surreal to him. It, it You know, it, it just doesn't feel, um, you know, like it's actually happening, and he's wearing red instead of blue, and when he looks down, he sees totally different colors on him, and all those things are adjustments, but I also think it's something that for a player – going into this ninth year can also be very invigorating because a lot of those memories come back. And he's, you know, obviously he was very raw back then, as he said, um, and he's a different player now. But this is going to be a, a key, you know, of all the acquisitions they've had, Steve, I mean, I, I look at the draft as one entity, right? 
you have Ronald Jones is going to be a major player in the draft. Uh, maybe a guy like Carlton Davis who's going to play corner. But when you look at all the things they did in the offseason, I'm not sure there was anything bigger than getting JPP. I think he can have the most, especially, or, you know, for lack of a better word, splash impact on, on the team. Um, right. It, you know, it gives another dynamic presence on the defensive line to go alongside Gerald McCoy. Um, you know, Vinnie Curry's nice. Mitch Unrein, um, Vita Vey could be really good. But sure, you've got two studs on the defensive line now when you look at JPP and Gerald McCoy. Right. Um, and, and really where football is won is in the trenches. And I think Ryan Jensen's another one that, in, in addition, that can really help the team uh, as far as making the, the major On impact the this year, side, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as, you know, when you said, you know, the, Carlton Davis or MJ Stewart and Ronald Jones and that. But, um, you know, JPP and, 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 you know, missing OTAs and that. I mean, don't veterans earn that right? I mean, anybody yes, can skip an OTA. But, you know, in, in baseball, at spring training. The veterans leave early, early in spring training, and go play golf and do a lot less, and because they know how to get ready, they they know, you know, JPP's got to learn terminology. He doesn't have to learn the game, right? You know, he's no, got to learn. Right. He's got to learn systems, and, and he does need to learn his teammates. And I, I think, you know, skipping all the OTAs, you probably missed an opportunity to gel with your teammates some, and 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 help in that regard, especially because the defensive line is it's a lot of new faces there. Um, you know, not just, you know, new teammates, but everyone on the defensive line is learning everybody because it's practically changed out. Um, I think there's a missed opportunity, but I don't think it's anything that's, you know, oh my goodness, this is a problem. Right. No, I would agree with everything you said. And, and, uh, in fact, I actually posed the question to Dirk Cutter is the fact that, you know, he is a player who is not new to this league, that he's going into his ninth season. Does that, Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sort of, you know, I guess... I don't know how I phrase it, but it sort of subtracts from from. The, it's not like he's a first year guy. In other words, um, he's been in this league. He knows how to get himself prepared. Does that make a difference in this case with JPP? Here's what Dirk Cutter said. Number one, the guy's got experience, and it's not like he's playing quarterback. Okay, so uh, you know we. It's no big secret why he was brought here. He was brought here to rush the passer. He probably didn't forget how. And the and uh, you know if he's been working out like he says he has been, then. I'm sure it's going to pay off for us down the line. So, of course, it being the first day of mandatory minicamp, we also had a chance to talk a little bit with Jameis Winston. Not a lot of news on his front. Still trying to get better. <laughs> That's his default answer to a lot of things, including uh, when he was asked once again about the status of the uh, investigation by the NFL that's now into its eighth month. Unbelievable that this thing just keeps rolling on. Um, you know, Jameis really won't even address it at all. Uh, he really just says he's focused on, you know, this week, today, uh, whenever he's asked, that's uh, where he's at. But, um, you know, it's got to be – I know it's irritating It's irritating to the Bucks at some point. It's got to get to Jameis a little bit too. But, um, again, not much news there in terms of uh, uh, advancing the ball very far on any of that front. We did find out, though, that J.R. Sweezy, 
who has uh, been out, as you know, um, for some time. Well, we found out the nature of his injury. It turns out that um, late in the season when he went on IR, he actually broke his fibula. That's the non-weight-bearing bone in his leg. And that thing has healed. He has not been able to practice in any of the OTAs. He's not going to work in um, in the mandatory minicamp. But he did say he will be cleared to come back and play and be ready to go uh, come training camp. So that's one of those uh, key guys, still makes a good amount of money, uh, somebody that they plan on competing for the right guard spot. Um, injuries has been his thing ever since he got here from Seattle with a back injury and then, of course, last year. And then now he's going to be pushed a little bit by Caleb Beninok, who's also playing right guard as they moved Ali Marpet from center to left guard. Um, but a lot of it depends on DeMar Dotson. We don't know what his status is going to be. He's coming off knee surgery. So if Dotson were to be somebody that might be a little bit late, um, you could certainly see you know, a situation where maybe they move Beninok to right tackle. Um, they have Leonard Wester right there right now. Um, so a lot of moving parts in the offensive line. But the fact that J.R. Sweezy is going to be able to compete and be back in the mix come training camp is, is good for him, obviously, and could be good for the Bucks. Um, also, some highlights of the day. Um, a lot of exciting plays out there, especially when they go red zone work. Um, O.J. Howard had a nice catch. They had a deep ball, one out of three that I saw at least to Deshaun Jackson that they actually connected. Um, but I'd say the play of the day was Chris Godwin, and not just because uh, they were in a red zone uh, team drill and he went over the middle and really showed some vertical uh, leap, leaping ability and came down with a pass uh, in the back of the end zone. But then it's what, what happened next, his perfect lob to Mike Evans, who then dunked over the goal pass post on Justin Evans. It was Evans on Evans' crime, and uh, that got the crowd going pretty much. Yeah, it was pretty sweet move. I don't know what Justin Evans was trying to do, trying to stop Mike Evans from dunking bad over the post. Yeah, bad, bad idea. Very bad. Yeah, yeah it didn't, look, didn't work, didn't look good at all. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back at, at uh, Bucks Minicamp today, and you can certainly check with us on TampaBay.com for updates um, as far as, you know, what's going on there. And, of course, the minicamp goes all the way through Thursday. So we'll have, uh, you know, we'll be reporting from there and then, of course, talking about it on Sports Day Tampa Bay. You can check TampaBay.com oh, out, and you can see Rick on video talking about Bucks training. You can. You can. One of our interns, um, you know, was uh, videotaping me, and uh, we have some uh, some people in from college, obviously, and um, had a chance to uh, do a little video. So, yeah, make sure you go on TampaBay.com and you get to see me. What a thrill that will be for everybody. Um, now, meanwhile, we had uh, – okay, so the Tampa Bay Rays now, they're on a – a winning streak. How about that? What? Yeah, a, a, a winning streak. All they needed was the Toronto Blue Jays, a, a sub five hundred team, to come rolling in. They know how they're they they're now like twenty and nine teams. against teams against, that are under five hundred. It's incredible. Or nineteen and nine or twenty nine. It's one of the two. They are they are the the best of the of the worst. I would say. I say the Rays should hold that title. I mean, there's no one better among those teams that are probably not going to the postseason. Yeah, we see. It's still a long way to go. Um, but, uh, you know, what was unusual about this, I mean, they went into the game with not a lot of pitchers available, or at least their bullpen has been fairly taxed at this point. Uh, and they started Ryan Stanek, who has done this, you know, opening day pitcher, th- opening day, not opening day pitcher, but opening pitcher before. So with some success and some, sometimes not with success, but Austin Pruitt was supposed to hopefully come in and eat up a lot of those innings after Stanek left after two and Stanek was really good. I mean, he, you know, basically retired six batters and 
um, they were they were good to go. Uh, but Pruitt, you know, ran into a little bit of bumps here and there, and they wound up using six pitchers in this game. And uh, and yet the matchups were good. They seemed to work. Uh, they got through the Blue Jays lineup, and you know they win. They win a ball game four to one. Home run by Wilson Ramos to dead center field, and he's a guy that I think is going to get some consideration for the All Star game. When you look at what his offensive numbers have been, and the fact that it's you know in uh, I guess it's in Washington this year. I believe he leads ballpark. all American League catchers in hits. That's correct. Yeah, pretty good. Over 50-something hits. So, yeah, I mean, Wilson Ramos is off to a really good really good start of the year. Some dazzling defensive plays. Willie Adamas at shortstop with a 360 spinorama, followed closely behind by Jake Bowers' diving stop. I mean, these guys, I'll tell you what, man, they got the gloves to go with the bats too, man. I love those two guys. Those are the guys. That's going to be your, your foundation right there, Adamas and – um, and Jake Bowers. And you had, cool you had Christian Arroyo, who's young. Matt Duffy's Arroyo. not that old. I think he's only 27 uh, right now at third base. Uh, solid. Daniel man. Robertson and Joey Wendell in the infield. I mean, they've almost got too many infielders. Andy and Dave were talking about that tonight on the radio. They do. Although, generally, when you have too many, it kind of takes care of itself somehow, unfortunately. But it usually does. Yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, in this case, they still have options on some of those young guys. I think Adamas is here to stay. I don't think there's any um, well, desire to. Yeah, I was talking more for the future. I mean, this year, but yeah. next year, the year after. I mean, it, it's oh, a good. Oh, sure. Their infield is 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 pretty solid and young and good defensively. Good problem and, to have. Yeah, and and good hitters that hopefully are only going to get better. Right. No. I and and you know I, I was impressed with uh, with the way they played. Look, they've had two really, you know, they haven't been clean games, but they've had two successful games at least, and uh, maybe they can get on a little bit of roll here because I think they go to New York next. I want to say they go to New York Yankees. this weekend. Then they're then in Houston. Houston. Then New York Yeesh. comes here. Then Washington comes here, and then wow. Houston comes here. Oh wow! It's going to be yeah. a rough two and a half weeks uh, so. against some of the best teams in baseball. Afternoon game today to wrap up that series against Toronto. So maybe they can get a little more momentum um, going into these uh, this road trip and, and uh, this rough stretch. But um, yeah, they're doing a nice job against the teams that you would like to see them beat and. Um, and then the other games, they're just losing a lot of one-run games to some of the better teams. But um, we'll see if they can keep the bats going, uh, you know, and they've, they've gotten some confidence as far as that goes. All right, so other Rays news, Kevin Kiermeyer, uh with the uh, Stone Crabs playing in Dunedin. He DH'd on, um, I guess, his first game, one of his first games in rehab, right? He went two for four. His first game back, his first game in yeah. rehab, yep. So Florida State League, and, then, and now I guess they're shutting it down for the All-Star break. He'll be going to Durham. Uh, in playing some AAA games there. So he's close. Kevin Kiermaier's close. McDreamy coming back. That's that's going to be the secret sauce. That's the la- the, the ladies are excited. They should be. I know my wife will pause when he's a bat just to look at those uh, gorgeous eyes. So um, he's coming soon. And then Chris Archer, and eh, that's such good news on him. They're not quite 100%, so they're going to give that more time. Not really sure. That seems kind of open-ended, but not doesn't sound like something's going to be 30 or 60 days. I mean, just going to take it as it comes, but... Um, still a little soreness there. Uh, Adeni Hechevarria has uh, had another rehab start, so another infielder that they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with all these infielders. Somebody's going to have to go down. And you see where um, I was watching the broadcast. Uh, of course, you were at the game, and um, Matthew Libator, uh, the left-handed pitcher, their first pick, signed with the Rays. And so he's ready to go, man. He's a skinny guy, dude. Man, he looks like he's 6'5". He looks like he's about a buck seventy. Yeah, he's very skinny and very young-looking. Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting old. 
Well, we all are. Wow, I mean, he's he, baby faced. He really was, and um, real <laughs> nice guy. Says, he's got family, and he's got family in the area. Uh, family lives near Ebor, so he'll be right when in the new stadium's ready to open. He'll be right there. He's also got family in Punta Gorda, so he's ready for spring training. Yeah, all that's good. I mean, um, yeah, my wife looked at me and she goes, "How long before this guy's in the big leagues?" I said, eh, "Looking at him, looks like about four or five years." But um, I think the last. They said the last pitcher, I think, they, they, was was uh, Blake Snell a first-rounder? First or second. Yeah, I think, he's the, the, I think he's sort of like the last high school pitcher taken fairly high. Um, they took Taylor Guerrero a few years ago. I don't remember if that was before or after. Blake Snell was 2011. I'm not sure when Guerrero was taken. It was around that time, I want to say. Might have been 10 or 12, yeah. something like that. But anyway, there's some parallels there, and then just another another hard throwing left hander. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, Stanley Cup bender continues for the Washington Capitals. These guys are not getting tired of drinking out of their cup, um, and that that goes on and on. But the uh, Golden State Warriors, a little low, little more low key, it would seem. Third time in four years, this is old hat for them. There really is a difference between the way these two teams are celebrating. I mean, it's as if, you know. I think Tom got it right in his column the other day in TampaBay.com. If you if you don't have if you haven't read it yet, um, it is as if the the Capitals are preparing to not win another Stanley Cup for another forty six years or forty three years or whatever it's been um, because they're just they're just going after it. You know this is this thing is going to continue for a year. It's sort of like the eighty six Mets, you know, because a normal well, they, night they went the on a real bender. Right, but they did. But the nor- a normal night for the A6 Mets was a bender. But then after they won the World Series, it, they kept it up. They they should have won another one or two or three, and they partied so hard that it was still going on in '87, '88, '89. Whenever they broke that team apart, um, there's been some teams that have been known to uh, to over celebrate their way out of the next season. I believe. I'm not sure the Bucks did that. I'm not sure that was their issue. But a lot of teams, I think, have that issue. Yeah, the Washington Capitals could could have that issue. I think so. I think so. Either that, or it's so damn much fun that they have to do it again. <laughs> you know <laughs> that they're driven like, come on, man, let's win another one. This was too much fun. So, uh, and what else we got? New name for the Sun Dome, changing their name, right? Yingling Center, ten year deal. The Yingling Center. Do the can they, are these students old enough to drink Yingling? <laughs> Uh, well, most of them are going to be under 21. I'm sure there's a few of the students that are 21. Right. And how, how about the Minnesota story? The high school championship, pitchers on the mound facing his best friend batting, strikes him out to end the game and win the state championship. And his teammates yeah. all come out to the mound to celebrate, and instead he goes up to his friend and gives them a hug. Yeah, you know, I saw this. Um, this, this was trending, man, and, and, and everybody was just like, wow, wow, I'm, I'm welling up, I'm – I'm crying reading this. I'm I'm watch or watching this. I'm what's what what sportsmanship? What what a great job his parents did and all this. And look, I get it. Yeah, it was it was sort of sweet, you know. Um the guy I mean, you never want to make the last out in anything, let alone a state championship, and then you strike out against your best friend, which by the way, I think that pitch was off the plate outside. I'm just saying. It Go was. back and look at it. Go back and look at it. It's not a strike. So he's crushed. Right, he's going to stand there for a few minutes, as most teams do when they lose something that that you know relevant. But come on, man, really? Like if that, 
I grew up. I grew up. Bill Bond was my best friend, and um, we did everything together. And he was he was a great player. Went to Mississippi State. Um, we played against each other all, and we played on the same team a lot. But we also occasionally play against each other. Let me just tell you something. He was like a brother. We wanted to kill each other, and every time we ever competed against anything, in the backyard playing wiffle ball, we wanted to beat each other's brains out. And there was no way that if that scenario had taken place where he struck me out in the last out of, of anything, that he'd have taken even one step towards home plate. Because if he did, I'd have thrown the bat at him. Okay? I just – it's something that was weird to me about that. Like, I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. I'm sorry. I, I'm not – I'm not usually this hard, but I'm I'm just like, but what the hell? Isn't this Gerald McCoy picking up the quarterback after he sacks him? Uh, well, you're no. saying there's a problem with that too? No, there's no problem. No, it's not. It's really not like that. It's like, I don't know. It just felt odd to me. I, I'm trying to put myself in either of their position, and obviously, I don't know the relationship. They're very close. Um, they were best friends. You know, that's terrific. And you know, they both wanted to win, and and it just so turned out that. His best friend was struck out by him on the last, the last pitch, but it just seemed odd. Like I'm surprised the batter wanted to get to get to be to be hugged in that moment. You know, it was kind of like, wait a minute, don't you need to be at the bottom of that dog pile out there? Like, don't 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 stop and you know, I'm fine. Like I can handle this. I know he felt bad, but it was just weird to me. I don't, I don't think I've obviously it was different. We haven't seen something like that before, have we? Um, you seen a, a guy console somebody that quickly at a championship level? Probably not. I mean, you I know, mean, I know. You again, see, it's amateur. It's not professional. You see quarterbacks, sports. you know, getting picked up, or you know, I, you see more consoling on hurt players more than it would be losing a championship. Yeah, I mean, guys drop footballs, and you know, they go over and you know, hail marys, or you know, uh, I don't know, sacked to anything. I mean, there's you do see different things where guys remain sort of crestfallen in the in the pile that they fall on. But I this one was weird to me. Is something wrong? Am I just getting crotchety? I guess that's what it is. Well you're just saying everybody's soft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are getting that crotchety. That was really what it was what I wanted to say was that there, there was something soft. Somebody needed a hug. And I don't know whether it was the guy at the plate who didn't seem averse to it by the way, or if it was the pitcher that realized that the guy at the plate needed a hug like i don't know i don't know which one initiated this but it just seemed seemed odd to me i think maybe it's not a a macho thing i probably do i probably and it's way too late everybody's asleep so i can't get one um but uh anyway yeah it was pretty cool i did see it so that's my take on that folks and with that we'll leave you uh and tell you that we're glad that uh, you're with us we're here every monday through friday again um, you know, the, the Rays uh, wrap up their series with Toronto this afternoon. We're going to have that. More from the OTAs, certainly with the, with the Bucks at one buck place. Go to TampaBay.com during the day, and we'll have uh, players available at noon and then practice in Dirk Cutter at 3.30. So you want to be on hand for that. As always, you can reach us uh, by Twitter. We'd love to interact with you. And you can reach us at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or my email address rstroud at tampabay.com as always please rate and review this podcast and there is no excuse not to get this podcast deep because it's everywhere anywhere you get podcasts third-party apps itunes google play stitcher tune in soundcloud iHeartRadio. just search sports day tampa bay click subscribe that way it comes to your mobile device every day automatically go ahead and hit like on the post or leave comments or you can go to tampabay.com slash sports the latest episodes are right there on the right side as well 
All right, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times for Steve Versnick. Go give somebody a hug today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.